Oh my goodness. SHW, this is our wrestling. This is insane. Are you kidding me right now? Hey, 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 what is going on here? The action is fast and furious. You never know who's going to show up in SHW. Brandon Benefield, Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. Business is about to pick up. This place just went ballistic. What is going on, everybody? That's right, we're back. It's the SHW Podcast, SHW. This is our wrestling B-double, BB, Diana Michelle, the whole gang is back, and uh, it's been a uh, bit a couple weeks since we yeah. had SHW 28, but uh, still buzzing off of what a crazy show that was. It was an amazing show that had a crazy controversial ending. And um, how you guys feeling? First of all, I haven't talked to you in a couple weeks, so how's everybody doing? Good, man. It has been forever. I feel like it's been like months right. since I've talked to you guys. Of course, you had the pay per view at AEW, and I missed out sadly. But, you know, it's just, it's been good. been busy. Got, got some things going on. And I see that shirt you're wearing. We're going to talk about that in a second because you just showed up on uh, Good Company with Scott Bowling. Yes. Or you yes. recorded it. It hasn't aired yet. But we're, we'll, right. we'll talk to you about that experience. But uh, GB, everything good? What's going on with you? I'm good. I've been doing quite a bit of traveling. You mentioned Jacksonville, Diana. I was in Memphis and uh, shot some cool content there. Got to visit my good brother Brandon Clack from the faction actually all three of us were together and it's funny because we don't get to be physically in the same space very often so it was uh it wasn't the greatest occasion for it but it was good that we were all together so yeah. uh, some fun stuff and then I got to go see some pretty cool places as well so I've been releasing some of that content this week and uh it's fun whenever a wrestling fan gets to go to the Mid-South Coliseum it's a good day in the office. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, a lot of fun stuff there. So, yeah, that was good. That was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I saw the videos of Faction Hot Take earlier this week yes. that you had. And uh, yes. did you just? Did you just? Uh, was there anything going on at the Coliseum, or you just hanging out? And no, I was. I was in Memphis, and yeah. you know, it's one of those things where it's like you know, I'm in Memphis. It's a landmark. Gotta I go gotta, by there. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. So uh, it's crazy to me because it's um, it's been closed since like 2006 or something like that. Oh, I didn't realize it, that. Yeah. Wow. So they there's not anything actually happening over there. There is a, a place called like the Liberty Bowl, which is right next to it, yeah. and mm -hmm. they've got lots of things going on over there. So it was it was kind of wild. You know, you drive up, and unfortunately, there are no signs on it that would even tell you that it's the Mid-South Coliseum. So it's kind of oh. weird, you know, but you just, thankfully, GPS, you know, lets you know that that's what it is. And right. you just feel this amazing sense of history when you drive up on the grounds and things like that. So, yeah, as a wrestling fan, it's, it, 
you've got that in the South. You've got Madison Square Garden in New York. I mean, right. there are just certain spaces you go to, the Cow Palace in San Francisco. Like, there are just certain spaces when you go to certain cities you have to go to, and that was one of them for me. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, that is awesome. Very, and Very cool. You know, like I said, we, we uh, took a week off, but, you know, we didn't get a chance to actually go back and kind of recap what happened Woo. at SHW 28. Uh, and it was an amazing stacked card as per usual with SHW, but let's kind of just run through it real quick. We don't got to go too in depth, but just kind of get some thoughts and, and your feelings about everything. Well, to start the show out, by the way, the show is now available on IWTV. So I highly suggest as we always do to go check it out, go to, uh, I'm going to screw it up. Independentwrestling.tv. <laughs> I almost did. I almost said internet wrestling. We, yeah. We've all done that. Anyways. When you think too hard about it, you'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Independentwrestling.tv. Sign up. Uh, use the code SHW. Get five days free. And you can go back and catch up on all the stuff you missed at SHW, including the most recent show, uh, which we're about to talk about. So. Yeah. But to start this thing off, we had, of course, an unscheduled appearance by David Ali, our champion. Uh, alongside yeah alongside Austin Towers and we knew David was going to be in the main event uh, defending the title against uh, Logan Creed but he showed up at the beginning of the show unexpected and I think shocked everybody he took the mic again from Diana like he tends to do and I think even on commentary at one point I, I mentioned how nervous I get when he gets in the ring with you because we he's so unpredictable in this crazy mindset that he has you're, there's no telling what he might do. We've seen him punt Ravenna Vane. We've seen him uh, go after GB, choking GB uh, with the bat. We've seen him punt multiple people in the head. So you never know what he's going to do. And when you're in the ring, Diana, I'm, I'm just like, oh, just, just get out of the ring. Like, I stay on guard. It, when the, I always do. I always watch him when he walks around the ring. I never know if he's going to pop up right behind me and do something stupid. So I, I stay on guard just in case he wants to try me. Yeah. And when he always likes to drop his stuff off on our table on the commentary right. table. And so I'm always nervous, like, all right, just don't make eye contact, you know? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. But so he gets in the ring. But don't acknowledge him. Right, right. And he gets in the ring and he really doesn't say, he looks like he's about to say something multiple times, right? right. And the crowd's chanting. You kind of got some that are, you know, maybe 30% of the crowd, maybe 40% are actually doing the Alleluia chants. And then the rest are just booing and going crazy and getting under his skin a little bit, which I think he likes it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and then he just shocked everyone with giving uh, Towers the low blow and then going after him with, with the barbed wire bat there with Big Red. What, what? He gave him a punt and a hit with a bat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like what were you guys thinking when that, all that happened? Where's his mind? Well, I mean, yeah. for all this time that he's had Austin by, by his side, he's, what caused him to turn on Austin Towers, your seven-footer? Yeah. I mean, you're a big guy. Almost like an insurance well, policy, I thought. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then, I mean, your protection even, or, you know, your yeah. faithful follower. What caused him to just turn? Punt him, hit him, kick him, whatever. I, I, I didn't understand it. I don't know. Maybe he's really lost his mind this time. Maybe he's really lost it. Yeah, you know, Chris Brown had a song. I can't quite quote all the lyrics, but I think there's this one phrase that he said when he said these folks aren't loyal. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's probably very safe to say about David Ali. I don't understand how someone is your right-hand man, the guy who gets you out of all sorts of trouble, the guy who is responsible for 75% of the successful title defenses that Ali has had, and with no warning, with no, you know, any sort of premonition, all of a sudden, boom, you kick him, you kick him to the curb, and it really made no sense to me because you're about to fight the biggest challenger you've had. So now I'm really going, what does he have in mind? Because to me, there's no way David Ali beats Logan Creed without Austin Towers. So to get rid of Austin Towers, and again, I don't know what this means. We haven't heard from Austin Towers. I'm very interested in hearing what his thoughts are. What could have possibly happened to cause Austin Towers to uh, be treated that way when he's been nothing but loyal and faithful to David Ali. So I, I was as perplexed as anyone. You know, and I think you, we even speculated, you may have mentioned the GB on commentary about perhaps he's mad at, at, at the way the last show ended, but that didn't make any sense because Ali's the one that took the pinfall exactly. at, at, the, bunk, at the bunkhouse match. And so, exactly. I, I mean, we were racking our brain trying to figure out like, what is he doing here? I don't understand. Yeah. And I mean, Obviously, you just got to keep coming to the next show and the next show and the next show. And I'm sure some, some form or fashion, we're going to find out what he was thinking, why he did what he did. And, well, and you, you know, got to think, too, Towers is going to have revenge on his mind to come after Ali at some point. Um, absolutely. And I would be concerned. He didn't, he didn't seem to, to, you know, expect anything weird or anything out of right. order from right. David. I mean, he was doing his thing, hopping up, you know, with his heir or whatever, but it almost seemed like David was aggravated that he was not hallelujah him, or was it like falling at his feet or, or raising him up or, you know, he was just coming in like, like they were together, like a, like a faction together or whatever. But it was almost like David was aggravated that his attention wasn't all on him. Well, I, I, no. I would agree with that. Like, it's proven that David Ali does not play well with others. Right. You know, so whether it's uh, the new era, whether it's this situation with Austin Towers, he doesn't play well with others. And the, mm -hmm. in the immortal words of Dusty Rose, they had no honor among thieves. They had no honor. So clearly, no honor there amongst what David Ali, I don't know if we'll ever get an understanding of it, but uh, apparently, David Ali feels justified in all of this. I would be very nervous, though. It's bad enough to have Logan Creed wanting to come after you. It's bad enough to have Sunny Days. But another seven-foot monster coming after right. you? He's got a death wish. No way. No way. Either that or he's listening to some demons in his head. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I have know. no idea. Something's going on. Something, Something is, is definitely going, going on, on. In, inside the head of his. and. Uh, it be, you know, time will tell if we ever find out exactly what it is, but, uh, mm -hmm. uh, we will talk about what's coming up for him down the road. Cause we just found that out earlier this week, but let's finish going through this show. Uh, SHW 28, our actual first match was, uh, AC Mac. And we thought it was going to be against Zicky dice, the outlandish Zicky dice. However, Zicky sent in a video explaining that he could not be there for whatever reason claiming that his agent had got him a better opportunity uh, or whatever the case may be. And so taking that place, 
uh, was Timmy Lou Retton, uh, who we had seen uh, previously in SHW in the tag team, the Gymnasty Boys. Uh, of course, he'd been a tag team champ all over the place and has now, over the past year, branched off on his own, uh, is doing amazing things uh, on a singles run. And, and you mentioned it at the show, GB, he's lost a bunch of weight, is in the best physical shape he's ever been. And people had actually seen a match between Timmy Lou and AC Mack before, just not mm-hmm. at SHW. And so when it was announced last second that he was going to be coming in, everybody started buzzing about it. Like, oh, my God, this is going to – this might steal the show. This is going to be a great match. And, and it really was. Yeah. Um, there was a, a, a – well, guest, as GB would like to probably call him, uh, joined us on commentary unexpectedly. And actually, his music came on, like, in the middle of the match. Right. Yeah. If you recall, and kind of distracted AC and distracted all of us. And next thing mm-hmm. we knew, here he was kicking you out of your chair. Mm-hmm. And uh, – joining us on commentary and of course i'm talking about ashton star and um i don't know how'd you feel how'd you feel about that whole situation gp well you know uh i usually don't have a problem when someone joins us in the booth it's always fun to kind of pick their brains and we've had some interesting folks come through you know at one point we had uh logan chase come through uh at one point we had david ali come through it, it's usually was... at least it's usually at least planned Right. right. We at least a... kind of know, yeah, okay, yeah. we might have a visitor, but, you know, to have guests show up and right. I just, you know, it, and every time I tried to do my job, guests would not allow me to. So, you know, I, I just, I mean, what do you say? You know, in fact, it's unfortunate because as much as I was trying to watch the match, you know, guests kept, you know, in my ear and, all sorts of really crazy stuff. Notwithstanding, I am, a, you know, this match made me a fan of Timmy Lou Retton. Absolutely. I love to see when people decide, hey, listen, I want to make a personal change. And then you go through all that you need to do. You do the work and you make the change, you know, in this day and age. And I have nothing against people, you know, who uh, choose surgery as that route. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I uh, guilty pleasure. We'll just say now I have watched 600 pound life a time or two. Um, and, and I've got nothing against, I, I have nothing against that, but there's a lot to be said for the people who say, I'm going to do it the old fashioned way. I'm going to do the work. And during a time when, you know, COVID certainly put a lot of weight on people. He took that time for the weight to come off 75 pounds in the best shape of his life. Uh, and, and to go from the security of a tag team to really do the thing on the singles level and to be able to come and compete against the former SHW champion, man, my hats are off to uh, Timmy Lou Retton. I hope we see him again in SHW. He was fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and like a, a highly popular tag team at that. Yes. And then to go yes. out and go in the singles direction and making it, kind of rebuilding yourself, remaking Absolutely. a name for yourself. And he's Absolutely. doing an amazing job. Absolutely. What do you think, Diana? Well, I had never, never seen anything out of Timmy Lou. I mean, I thought it was cool that his name was Timmy Lou Retton, like Mary yes. Retton. I'm like, okay, yes. he's totally into gymnastics. He was impressive. Yeah. He was totally impressive. It was, I mean, the match was awesome. It was, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, their chemistry was great. It was, it was great. And I will say, you know, I wasn't always a big fan of AC Mag, but he's kind of grown on me. So he's one of mm-hmm. my favorites. And 
to see him come out and, and really do, you know, his thing. And the fans kind of don't like him, and they kind of do at the same time. They got to hear that intro. I mean, I'm proud to hand him my microphone now. So here, take it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, I, I was totally opposite Gary on that one. I was for AC rather than against. So, yeah. Well, it plus it's one, of, it's one of those things, too, we've talked about in the past where you have somebody like AC Mack, who's kind of like the hometown guy, like the home team. Right. You know, he's mm-hmm. been with SHW since day one, yeah. uh, whereas Timmy Lou, yeah, he has appeared there, but it was a one-off tag team match, you know, mm-hmm. over a year ago. And right. so you almost have that home team, uh, you know, uh, support that AC has had. And we've noticed yeah. over the last couple months that he's kind of uh, – there's more and more people each show that have actually been cheering him, which mm-hmm. is kind of throwing us for a loop because we're like, wait yeah. a second. Yeah. This is the same guy that used to berate the fans and, you know, kind of like what Ashton Starr does. Um, Who? So – I'm sorry, guest. Ah, <laughs> sorry, no, no. sorry, 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 GB, my bad. No, 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 all good. All good. All good. <laughs> He's earned that which, title. He likes titles, so he earned yeah. that one. Well, there you go. And just to kind of throw it, for people, throw it back a little bit that might not understand the reference. If you recall, Owen Knight being a guest on the uh, on the, the Penny, Penny party. party. Yes. And, and so that's how Ashton continued to refer to Owen was mm-hmm. as guest. And, of course mm-hmm. – that tees us up for our very next matchup, which mm-hmm. was another match between Ashton Star, a.k.a. Guest, yes. and the working team captain, Owen Knight. So Ashton, of course, was already at ringside because he was sitting with us at commentary. Uh, the match with AC and Timmy Lou Renton ended. Ashton proceeded to go in there and, and kind of jump on AC Mack. Mm-hmm. Here comes Owen Knight to kind of – I don't know if he was necessarily saving AC – or if he was just coming down for his match. Because if you remember the last show, AC kind of came out and made a save for Owen, and Owen did not right. want anything to do with it. didn't like it. Right. So I feel like right. people might have been looking at that kind of oddly because they, they were going, oh, Owen's making the save for AC. Right. I don't right. know that that was the case. I just think he had a match that was coming up next against Ashton, and so that's why he came out. Mm-hmm. I could maybe be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not necessarily saving AC. I think he was just sick of Ashton's you know, play in games and, and yeah, his right. attitude and how he was, you know, how he's just been. So to have him standing in the, in the, you know, back waiting to come out to, for his match and then see his opponent who is Ashton Starr go to town on somebody else just because he wants to, I think he got enough. He, he mm-hmm. was fed up with it. So mm-hmm. it being AC, that could have, that could start something. I don't know, but you know, he, I don't think it was the reason that he came out not consciously yeah yeah i think it was probably more about getting an opportunity to beat up on guests than it was you know hey let me come save ac because ac's in trouble you know um but i am glad to see owen knight get some degree of justice uh with a big win which i thought again long overdue and and honestly this is a rivalry I could, you know, people start chanting fight forever. I could see them fight all year. Like, I really enjoy when these two get in the ring, particularly when Owen is able to get the win. And perhaps this was a good thing that, you know, Zicky Dice wasn't anywhere around, uh, that Guest didn't have anybody else that he could, you know, partner with or team with, you know, that could have his back. Um, But, yeah, I I thought it was a great match. Shout out to, uh, again, Owen Knight fantastic job 
And again, I'm hoping that perhaps this year, kind of the second half of the year, ends up being the year that Owen's able to get revenge for all of the crazy things that has happened to him on the first half of the year. And I think this yeah. is a good place to start. I'm telling you, at some point, we've been saying it for a while now, but at some point, he's got to get a rematch for the title. Absolutely. And when he yeah. finally wins that title, Ooh. it will be so long overdue that that crowd is yes. going to go insane. How special Absolutely. would that be? Though? I mean, you know, Absolutely. and I don't know who will be holding the title at that time yeah. or when that may be. Uh, you know, don't look at what I'm saying as something, oh, they know what's, you know, it's coming up. We don't no, know. No. But I just had this feeling that, you know, he's always been in that title picture, in my opinion, um, as, as has guessed, to be honest with you. But, um, I just, I know. That would completely define working team captain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He has taken so many for the team, and he's yeah. worked his butt off. He yeah. deserves that. He deserves he a shot. And you talk about, you know, we've seen this match before, and these guys know each other so well. And sometimes people may, from the outside looking in, be like, oh, that might get stale. What more can they do? To me, I'm like, well, they know each other so well. So yeah. how are they going to one-up each other? And, and it makes right. it that much more intriguing to me because, right. yeah, they know what's coming. They know what this guy can do and this guy can do, but it's, yeah. that's what makes it so much more appealing to me to watch because I'm like, totally. how are they going to do it? How are they going to one-up each other? Yeah. So that was a great match, uh, as they always do uh, when they collide. So, But, again, it's one of those – feuds that you know it ain't over i don't think yeah. so yeah it may knows? never be over yeah yeah who it knows where it goes who knows Absolutely. where it goes from here and it's and like you said once sicky dice returns uh who knows who knows what's going to be next dice. Mm -hmm. wow. uh let's talk about this tag team match with a huge stipulation two big mm -hmm. stipulations of course i'm talking about the honor society taking on all-star special the stipulation being if All-Star Special wins, Logan Chase is forced to become their manager. They can do whatever they want with him, torture him, whatever, with the music, with the Waffle House visits, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. I can only imagine uh, Chase having to wear one of the brand-new All-Star Special jerseys. Yes. Uh, and on the other side, if the Honor Society were to win, they had to – All-Star Special had to fork over all of their merchandise earnings, not just from imagine? SHW, but from all over – at the other uh, places they visit as well. All they and, had to do was beat All Star Special, and they would be financially set forever. Because that's true. All Star I Special mean, has been merch masters right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they are constantly reordering, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, how are you doing that? I don't even want to put my table next to them. So, <laughs> well, here's what made me nervous uh, for All Star Special is that going into this match, it was supposed to be Cyrus the Destroyer teaming right. with Jordan Kingsley, right. uh, and I got to be honest, I wasn't feeling good about All-Star Special's chances right. when Cyrus was in the picture. However, to our surprise, to the fans' surprise, uh, Honor Society comes out for the match. There was no Cyrus to mm -hmm. be found. Uh, instead, they had an honorary member of the Honor Society Stunt called Marshall. Stunt, Stunt Marshall, yeah, yeah. who um, we weren't that familiar with. I had heard the name, but I've never seen – obviously, it was his first time at SHW, and mm – -hmm. You know, Chase gets in there with the microphone explaining that apparently his monster, Cyrus the Destroyer, had been given a big, uh, what do you call it, a revolutionary? A revolutionary opportunity. Opportunity. So uh, whatever that means, but he wasn't there that night. And so filling in, according to Chase, this was all on Jordan Kingsley's shoulders. He brought mm -hmm. Stunt Marshall in and said, trust me, we got this. And yeah. 
Yeah, so he was just like there filling a spot, and and I really think they missed out. And and I know I know stunt. I've known stunt since I've been in the business. And if they would have maybe you know put a little trust in his ability, even though maybe Logan didn't know much about him, they might have come out a little bit better off than what they did. But yeah. you know, live and learn. It's it's one of those things too where it's like. <laughs> Did Stunt find out at the very last second, just like the rest of us found out at the last second? And mm-hmm. if that's the case, I felt kind of felt bad for him because he was a great athlete from what I saw. Yeah. yeah. But he was just in kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, it, it's interesting to me. I think to myself, you know, about things like commitment. And, you know, there's this whole saying out there that opportunity should not uh, determine your loyalty. And so part of me is concerned for the honor society because I can't imagine that such a major, major move is on the line for, for Logan and Cyrus, who is his personal instrument of destruction, all of a sudden has a better opportunity than being there for the guy who brought you in the SHW. If he, if Cyrus wins this match, you know, Logan isn't the only one that benefits from getting all of the proceeds from All-Star Special. I mean, all sorts of things could have happened. And so you go from Cyrus, the monster, the destroyer, to a virtual unknown in the world of SHW who has no real skin in the game or not, right? Like, you know, if, if Stunt Marshall loses... You know, there's no guarantee Stunt Marshall was coming back to SHW next month. He's just there to kind of, you know, if you don't have buy-in for something like that, you come in, win or lose, no big deal. So it really shifted things in the favor of All-Star Special. And if I'm Logan Chase, I understand why he went off the way he did at the end of that match. Uh, Because, you know, it's, it's simple. It's just like, wait, not only did you cost me a lot of money, Let's start there, you know, because what I don't think people understand, and it's probably good to, to, to hammer this particular point home, in the world of pro wrestling, you know, wrestlers, they make their money, obviously, by wins and losses, but that merchandise sale is massive for them. Some of your favorites in other companies, you know, really are able to supplement a lot of their income yeah. from the merchandise. And so the, t- the, the kind of money that All-Star Special is making from their merch in the independent world is not normal. No. I just need people to understand. It's not normal. You buying those shirts, which they appreciate, and all of their merch, let's put it to you this way. You're not standing in everybody's lines. That's the first thing. Second thing, all independent wrestlers don't have merch. So, you know, there was a lot of money at stake here that was lost because it's like the Honor Society kind of checked out on Logan Chase, which if I'm Logan Chase, I'm going back to the drawing board. Like, how did I build this whole thing to where at one point, remember, it was back in December where Logan got Cyrus into that scramble match to be the SHW champion. Right. You get your guy to the championship, and now he finds another up. Now, let me be clear. I'm not trying to stir the pot because Cyrus is a very big man. Please stir the pot. He is a very big man. I'm just saying what I see. And what I see is loyalty should not be determined by opportunity. And so there's, yes. 
Speaking of the loyalty, though, mm-hmm. Logan, Logan is, um, I don't know, maybe it's just my perspective, but since Cyrus has been in the picture, it's like, he's my personal instrument of destruction, blah, blah. But where's the praise for Kevin and Jordan? Then there's that. I mean, Ooh. so why would you put your body, mm. your life on the line for some guy who's pretty much thrown you out to dry because the big guy's here. I mean, Very where's the loyalty from your, from your manager who's supposed to hold this hey, thing I told you, Chris Brown said it. They aren't loyal. Let, let's, just say, let's just say this. Cam Carter disappeared. Where's Cam? Uh, Kevin Ryan. Where's not Kevin? There. Not there the last few months. Uh, after what happened at the last show, Jordan Kingsley now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll get us to what ended up happening was – well, Jordan Kingsley. Jordan Kingsley's up- the only one that has been there every time. Right, mm-hmm. right. And he's been there since day one. And uh, and we saw how it ended. And again, I don't know how much detail we want to go into because we still want people to go back and watch it on IWTV. No, by all means, go watch. And is but- that the end of, the, of that relationship or is that just a little tiff? And I really, mean, here's the question. Me, I'm like, I'm done. But is- that's me. So is Cyrus the one that wasn't loyal or have all these people left because the common denominator is Logan Chase? Logan Chase. Hmm. I don't know. Just saying. I Uh, mean, can Cyrus make it without Logan? Yes. But can Logan make it without Cyrus? Thank you. Mm -hmm. Boom. There you go. So, Mm -hmm. well, let's just go ahead and put it this way. Uh, I'm super excited because now... But Logan Chase has oh. to become the manager oh. for All Star Special, and, and I don't, I don't know, a greasy white T-shirt with sweat <laughs> You know, I, I don't know if this was on IWTV or not, but certainly during the intermission, it had already started where they right. had Logan out at the merch table, which he was not so happy about. So Force, forcing him to take pictures with fans. He was wearing, wearing an all-star special shirt and he was taking <laughs> pictures with fans and, and he was gold. And he yes. looked absolutely miserable. Miserable. He did. He did. I live for moments like Fumes that. was coming out of his shirt. It was just like, yeah. so what was way, he going to do? By the way, I forgot to mention, how could I forget? This is always one of the funnest parts of every show when the uh, SHW Youth Choir joins us. Yes. And uh, we have the entrance of All-Star Special. We never know what's going to come out of the jukebox uh, this month. It was YMCA, (laughs) and the entire place was absolutely rocking. It was uh, fun. That's always a fun song wherever you are, but, you know. You just got to be there, folks. I look forward Mm -hmm. every show to see what's going to play on the jukebox next. Yeah. Because I know it's going to be one of those anthems that everybody's going to rock out to. And it doesn't matter what it is. Sweet Caroline, if you can rock out with Sweet Caroline, oh, my God. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We always say uh, all the shows, you know, it's always about moments, right? And yeah. at every show, when they come out to the ring, it becomes a moment because yes. the entire place is on their feet. Streamers are flying in from every direction. Mm-hmm. Everybody's singing at the top of their lungs, whether it's Friends in Low Places or Metallica or Sweet Caroline or YMCA, whatever it is, it's just always a lot of fun. And so that's one of those moments where all I can tell you, folks, I, I'm sure it comes across great on IWTV, but it comes across even better when you're there in person. Even better in person. Because the whole, your ears are ringing afterwards because the whole place gets so loud. Oh, I've seen so many people post like in days and days after the show. It's like that whatever song is living in my head rent, rent free. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. You know, I can't stop singing. And I promise you, I sang Sweet Caroline for like two weeks after the show. <laughs> the first time. Is it everywhere? And my, my co-worker's like, why are you singing that? And I'm like, let me just tell you what happens. Had to and be they there. don't get it because they wasn't there or whatever. Right, but, right. You know, I get it because it's like I'm living it again, again. Absolutely. So much fun. It's the best. You know, one of the uh, controversial things that happened uh, at SHW 28 happened shortly after this match. Gary comes out to the ring, uh, does his usual shtick, cuts a promo, uh, praises the crowd, thanks the crowd for being there, is very excited. Uh, made a few little announcements here and there, and I'll let you go on IWTV and watch those to hear them because um, we'll be talking about that kind of stuff down the line a little bit. But something that caught everybody off guard, and I got to tell you, I'm not super shocked because – we know how Gary can ruffle some feathers and rub some people the wrong way. So the fact that this happened didn't totally shock me. However, it did make me a little concerned with our security in the building because this seemingly a fan, which by the way the guy was moving and the way he went after Gary appeared to me like a professional wrestler. Uh, he was, but he was dressed as a fan and had a hood and a mask, jumped, in the, jumped over the rail, jumped in the ring, went right after Gary, uh, took him down pretty quick, but before everybody else could get to the ring, a dude jumped the rail and headed straight for the parking lot. And I never heard of, I never heard if anybody caught him or anything like that. Uh, to my knowledge, everybody was just shocked and going, who in the world was that? Yeah. And, and I got to tell you my first thought, uh, you know, Gary had had this whole online beef with these guys, exotic youth who exotic mm-hmm. youth has appeared at SHW before. Uh, Bryce Cannon, of course, has appeared uh, alongside Honor Society at one point as well. Mm-hmm. So there was kind of this back and forth online spat between Gary and those guys that <laughs> was ongoing for what, a couple weeks, I guess? Yeah. And I thought maybe, again, I didn't get a good look at the guy. There was a hood, there was a mask. Perhaps it was one of those guys. I don't know. Did you guys have any inkling of who it might be? None, none whatsoever. I mean, it could have been, it could have been. I mean, they have made their way to the action building, obviously. I saw where they had showed up one night and put a bunch of flyers yeah, outside, of the, outside of the action building. Yeah, yeah they, they, they did. did that. I mean, yeah. that was on a Thursday, I believe. But, yeah, they did that. They have a petition to put a billboard, exotic youth billboard up in Canton. Yeah. Really? Because, yeah, they wow. have a petition. Crazy. They're taking up money to put it up there. Wow. Um, because I gotta, I gotta give them credit. If they pull that yeah. off, that's uh it'd be awesome. I know it'd be crazy. Impressive. But I mean when I guess Gary kind of, you know, threw a little shade on them because they had such a good review in their last, you know, their last show in Augusta and, and in uh um what was it, Warner Robins. So they didn't like it. They called him back out and there goes the feud. There it goes. And I don't know where it's going, if it's still going or I don't know, but it was very entertaining to say the least yeah yeah you know my concern with moments like this is uh gary lamb has not made a lot of friends in this industry and so we could think that it's uh exotic youth but the truth of it is every promoter has been the target of gary lamb yeah Yeah. and so you know it's it's not a secret that SHW runs the first Friday. It's not a secret where the action building is. And, you know, we all drive varying distances to get there. Listen, a three-hour, four-hour, five-hour drive is worth 
being able to get five or six shots off on Gary Lamb to some people. And so, you know, know it's going to be seen by a lot of people. And and that's, they know it's going to be on IWTV. They know the internet streets are going to be talking. They know this. They know it's going to be in the reviews. They know it's going to be mentioned. They know people are not going to gloss over this. So to me, sure, the obvious ones, if you're following things, could be exotic youth. However, exotic youth have been in the back door. They could just walk down the aisle. They don't have to come through the front door dressed in hoods. After all, they put up those flyers with us with their identity in plain sight. I agree. So they don't have to go that route. I don't think it's them. I think it's somebody who has been biding their time. They were tired of going back and forth on the socials with Gary, and they figured Gary's not going to punch back. And so they said, let me get Gary where he least expects it because nobody's going to come into Gary's house while Gary's in the middle of the ring doing Gary's thing and take his shine. Nobody's crazy enough to do that or so we thought. So I think (laughs) this could be one of those moments where perhaps Gary's words have come back to bite him. And let me tell you why I'm really concerned. Fourth of July weekend is when our next show is. People have time. They have time to make their way to the action building. And I, you know, I don't know how they got past security. I, I don't know. I'm imagining security will be beefed up, you know, on July the 2nd. They bought a ticket. He could have. He could have. You know, we don't we don't know. You know, all I know is it was a very unsafe moment because my thought is if a promoter perhaps will send somebody to go after Gary, perhaps what's next is not going after Gary, but going after something that's important or someone that's important to Gary. This could get very interesting. Yeah. Uh, it was it was just super shocking and yes, shocking things happen all the time at SHW, but this was like on a on a whole another level. If, if it I really dare was. say, because it, really it wasn't was. yeah, it wasn't like a shocking moment in the title match. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a shocking debut of a new talent on the roster. Mm-hmm. This was like shocking of the fact where it was like no, wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> this really few, there's few people in SHW history have even laid their hands on Gary. Right, but this right. is like one of those things where loading Creed putting him through a table. This isn't lethal poison grabbing him and, and roughing him up a little bit. This is somebody right. completely unknown who right. jumped in the ring and just stomped him into the mat. Yeah. You know, th- this isn't on my match card. This isn't yeah, yeah, supposed yeah. to happen. Like, what's right. wow? You know, it was yeah. it was very shocking. So, I assume we'll hear from somebody about something. I don't know if Gary will put out a, a post about it or. I mean, he, he, he put he, he put out a post, but he never didn't really go into too much depth. Well, I don't he, know. If, I don't I know. Think we'll, he was just replying to the fans who were asking if he was okay, you know, but it right. wasn't anything in depth. So right. I mean, maybe he knows who it is. Maybe. Just, maybe he's got something in the works. I don't know. No telling. Uh, but speaking of, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes we see new faces show up on the roster. We had a newcomer. Uh, to SHW, who unfortunately didn't get to uh, show his stuff for very long in this match. I was hoping to see a little more of him. I'm talking about Skrilla the Great as he took on the mm-hmm. monster of SHW, Sunny Days. Sunny Days, of course, out there with Ravenna Vane. And from the little bit that I did get to see, I thought Skrilla looked great 
Yeah. I just wish it, it, we could have seen more. And hopefully we will see him more in SHW. I don't know. Again, we don't, we don't book the matches, but yeah. uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him some more. But, of course, Sunny Days, who's kind of been in this ongoing feud with David and, and Austin Towers, kind of been so fired up and his blood's been boiling. They, coming off that big bunkhouse win last month, uh, dare I say, I mean, he just kind of tore through Skrilla the Great. Yeah. And I'm a Skrilla fan. I, I won't lie. I love the guy. Yeah. He's good. He's got great energy. He's got a great fan base and, and he's fun. He's fun to watch and um, he's talented. Um, I think he might've bit off a little bit more than he could chew by taking that match with uh, Sonny. But, um, you know, he, for the three minutes he was in the ring, he gave a decent base. <laughs> he gave a decent showing. Um, wish it could have lasted at least, at least maybe five minutes, but you know, we'll get the three and maybe next time he comes back, you'll have a, a little better game plan, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. Skrill, Skrill, Skrill. Skrill, Timing is everything. And I think if this match happened eight months ago, nine months ago, Skrilla could have possibly won the match. Very um, but 2021 has been the year of sunny days. Yeah. Sunny days has never looked better. He's in the best shape he's ever been in. And there's a fire that's under sunny days that really, really shows up in every match. Everything we've seen him do in 2021 has had nothing but fire connected to it. So Skrilla the Great is great had he had another debut against perhaps anybody else on the roster. But right. uh, sunny days right now can't be stopped. And so right. he continued to prove that at SHW 28. And Ravenna yeah. looked awesome. Did she not did. look awesome? Yes, she did. She always looks great, yeah. Presence, just... Yeah. She's I, amazing. I got to tell you, like, she's always very impressive, but also very intimidating. I'm not... Yes. Very. If I'm being honest. Yes. Very. Very intimidating. You don't know if she's going to bite a hole in your neck or, right. or fall you to death. I don't know, but she's, yeah. she's very... I love her. But she's got the beauty, you know. It kind of draws yeah. you in, and then boom, she'll yeah. get you. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to be careful. Yes, definitely. Be... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that brings us up to our first of uh, two championship matches. Of course, I'm talking about a tag team championship match. The very first title defense for Technical Excellence, Chip Day, Kyle Matthews, and uh, defending, uh, surprisingly, against the Buchanans. You know, we discussed how – Bull has done something, uh, slipping some money to Gary Lamb backstage or whatever the case may be. I don't know, but he pulled some strings somehow or another, despite their not so great record, <laughs> win-loss mm -hmm. record, that is. Uh, it was able to get themselves, uh, him and his son Ben, a tag title match. Uh, it did not turn out too well for them. But I will okay. say it kind of – second one. Right, yes, their second is. tag title match. In like, mm -hmm. what, five months? Yeah. That's Correct. So yeah. we, we've tried to make sense of it. Uh, nobody can really explain it to us. My only logical thought is he's pulling some strings backstage, maybe slipping the right people some money. I don't know. Don't quote me on it, but something's <laughs> going on that's a little fishy uh, in order to get another tag title match. But, well, you um, do things for your kids, right? You, true. I'm not saying he did, but you do things for your kids that, you know, try to give them more opportunity. So, you know, well, whatever. You never maybe. know. But, uh, you know, we talked about this. Uh, at the show, GB, about just how surprising it was. Now, we knew technical excellence, a very technical team. However, I did not expect Ben and Paul Buchanan to be just as technical. And a lot of that match 
was a lot of technical wrestling. Then I thought back, well, you know, Ben was a Alabama state champion yes. at his high school. So, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. Obviously he, he learned it from somewhere. So right. he, yeah, he learned it from his dad. And so he knows what he's doing. And so I think it shocked a lot of people that, wow, we're getting a pretty technical match here. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it's go certain... to the drop kick. That was amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was amazing. It was, I was like, wow. Yeah, Not it, shocked, it, but like, wow, I got to see it. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's certainly amazing to have seen that. And again, to your point, I did not expect that at all. It's kind of one of those cases of when in Rome, do as the Romans do. And so, you know, right. clearly, I guess they felt being technical would be the way to work. Personally, I think you don't try to beat somebody at their own game. So they're called technical excellence for a reason because they are the tag champions. And between them, my God, you're talking about 12, 13, 14 technical wrestler of the year awards between them. In fact, one of them has it named after it. So, I mean, that, that, that speaks volume. So you, you can't play chess against a chess master. And so as we saw, uh, technical excellence ultimately took that to their advantage and really go back, watch the match. You will see, you will be surprised as we were by the uh, technical expertise of Ben and bull, but we were equally more shocked with what happened after the match, which, you know, with father's day coming up this Sunday, it just really, you know, drives the point home of how ungrateful sometimes children can be when, you know, to your point, Diana, you know, Bull went out of his way to really help his son by getting them once again a tag title match. And this is how he is repaid. I just think, yeah, Ben, not a good move. Some kids are just hard-headed, and it seems to be that that's the case with Ben. The last few shows, last few months, I mean, everything Ben's trying to, to or Bull's trying to tell him, trying to help him, trying to guide him, trying to teach him, trying to steer him in the right way. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's on, he's, he's a loose cannon, basically. He's being a his loose own. cannon. I was yeah, just about to say, much. speaking of which. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking after the filming. But I mean, that's what I see. I mean, he, he's just, he's like, no, dad, I got this. You don't have to tell, you can't tell me. You don't know what you're talking about. That kind of thing. The whole, yeah. you know, adolescent kid type thing. You don't mm -hmm. know anything. Yeah. I know what I'm doing, but do you, do you really, I mean, who's your daddy? Yeah. Well, honestly, who's your daddy? He's been there. He's done it. You know, he's been Thanks. to the big leagues. Like he knows mm -hmm. what he's doing. And you know, you, you touched on it there. Like over the last few months, we've seen this dissension a little bit at a time and, and been wondering like, okay, I feel like it's just a matter of time before Ben finally just splits off. I don't, I didn't expect him to do it in such a drastic and harsh way. Right. Uh, like he did where, you know, they kind of did the shake the hand hug and then he turned his back and then boom, he went after his already injured knee that had got injured during the match. And it was, it was, it was pretty despicable. Like it was, mm -hmm. it was hard to watch. I and, no words for that. I'm just and, and you, and you mentioned like hard headed. That's exactly what it is. Cause we talk about it over and over all the potential this guy has. He's a blue chipper. He's got everything it takes to get to that next level, to be a great, uh, professional wrestler but he's just got to listen you know yeah. and I just I don't know what's next for him I mean time will tell we'll we'll find out down the road um, but man what a it was a great match too and, and to yeah. see it 
end the way it ended with him attacking Bull was was yeah, just kind of made you sick to your stomach. But uh, <laughs> it was hard to watch. But um, you know, earlier we talked about newcomers. We had yet another newcomer uh, in the women's division trying to go after the queen of SHW herself, Danny Jordan. She was taking on Harlow O'Hara, who, Diana, I know you had seen her before, uh, GB. I know, like, we had heard the name. I was unfamiliar with her personally, but I was, I'd seen some video and some, some images and was like, wow, she looks, like, She's visually, something. visually mm -hmm. stunning, like, with her old entrance, like, even as she yeah. came out. That entrance, we were just kind of. She's like, oh my God, this this is amazing. Is there a choir of demons coming out behind her or something? Because it's like, <laughs> yeah. she's scary, but she's intriguing. I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't stop watching her. She's, she, yeah, I she's. Like, look away because, I mean, her gold hair and I don't know, it was the crown, the, the cape, everything was just it fit her to a T. I mean, that, that, you can tell that was who she was, who she yeah. is. And she's awesome in the ring. Holy crap. Yes. Well, so oh I was, I was, I was kind of concerned because Danny, you know, had this issue with Rekha Tahaka who made yeah. a surprise appearance not too long ago. And I felt like Danny kind of had that in her, in her back of her head maybe. and maybe was a little too focused. I was like, is she going to be focused on Harlow O'Hara here? Because this ain't no joke. Like, you know, you're thinking mm -hmm. of, this other uh, competitor, then you got a, you got a tall task ahead of you here. And I think she had her hands full. But um, what did you guys think of the match? I thought it was an amazing match overall. Yeah, it really was an amazing match. Um, I think Danny uh, has not – Danny's accustomed to fighting opponents that might be, you know, larger than her in terms of, 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 of height and reach and that type of thing. Um, but the aggression – Mm. Is what I mean. Harlow is probably, and I'm thinking, you know, one of the most aggressive uh, competitors that Danny has ever faced. And you could tell Danny was trying to figure out the cheat code and couldn't quite right. unlock it. Uh, it was as though everything Danny did, Harlow had an answer for it. And it, it was amazing to see. It's definitely one of the best women's matches we've had in SHW. And I think it alone is worth going back to IWTV yeah. to check it out uh, on, uh, on there because it, it's really amazing. SHW 28 on IWTV, this match was something special. And you really definitely have to go back. And I, I have been lobbying for it. I will lobby for it everywhere I can. Mm -hmm. This is another reason that we need the SHW Women's mm -hmm. Championship because this was a championship caliber match. It really and, was. Um, and I, I wouldn't, don't be surprised if we see Harlow and other amazing female competitors come out of the woodworks when this SHW Women's Championship shows up. And I'm going to keep saying it until we see it. Yeah, until, I mean, you have to speak it as though it is, right? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, and I think Danny may have had like, a, I mean, it was a match. It was a total hard hitting match. And mm -hmm. she's always had a way of, of holding her on, no matter who she's against. I mean, yeah. you see her on AEW, you know, I, she's the IWE champion right now. Um, don't tell she, Gary, don't tell Gary, you said that on our show. 
That, that may be who uh, came for Karen. SHW here taking on another promotion and being the champion of another promotion, but she's the queen of our show, right? So, mm -hmm. that's a good thing. He, she is spreading her ability outside of SHW and Absolutely. taking over. Yeah. That's a good thing, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. so, I, I agree. GB agrees. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, boss man. Okay, I've said their letters. Okay. <laughs> but she's taking over other promotions, which is just more dominance for right. SHW in my well, eyes, right? And to your point, she'd be taking selfies with the SHW Women's Championship, too. Right. She Absolutely. definitely would. She definitely would. Yeah. But she was SHW first, and she'll always mm -hmm. be queen of Southern Honor. Mm -hmm. So I'm all for Danny. I mean, I do think with Harlow and her ability and everything that was going on in that match, she had to dig a little deeper. She had to hit a little harder, yeah. kick a little yeah. harder. She, oh my God, the moves that she she even did on Harlow. She did the J drop, for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. How in the world did she pull that off? But she, I mean, she is smaller than what she she was. She's she's trimmed down. She's toned up. She, she looked great, but she yeah. was still like smaller than than Harlow. But that J drop was bomb. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, it was very impressive to hold her on and, and to you know take her stand and, and still be standing at the end of the match. Yes. And she she took several licks that had me, had both of us kind of like oh you know yes. there was like one move it was a uh, almost like a falcon arrow but it was yeah. almost almost like a combo of like a falcon arrow and a driver like yes. you know yes. where I was like oh but then yes. she boom was able to get up and. Come no, back I've, and seen, I've seen Harlow do that to a guy before, and it made me cringe. I was mm. like, oh, God. So, I mean, she had her hands full, yeah. no yes. doubt. Yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive match. Well, then after the match, she uh, had a brief stop by GB's headset there and <laughs> uh, had had some strong words for Rekka Tahaka. So I know that that's yeah. still down the line here. And, and uh, Very emotional the, about that. And we yes. haven't seen the last of that. Yeah, so – be very interested interested to see where that goes but it was interesting because she didn't like come grab a mic from diana she went straight to gb's headset kind of mm -hmm. yanked it over and gb's like i had it for her. i was ready <laughs> to give it to her but yeah. she wanted to make she wanted to get into that camera and make sure everybody on iwtv heard it right. that's right right that's right well uh let's talk about this matchup who and this is kind of saying a lot because i feel like all the matches of every shw show are highly anticipated matches and I think that's the truth. I'm not just saying that because I'm a SHW homer. I really believe that that's the case. And but this one, as, aside from the championship match, was probably one of the most highly anticipated ones. And it was the return of Joe Black to in-ring action, where he was going to be teaming with Gunnar Miller, surprising everyone. Which I was still kind of in shock that they coexisted as a tag team, uh, and they took on, of course, the roof back on the building yet. Yeah, as a roof come <laughs> right. back on, yeah, because the roof definitely came off a couple times yeah. during this match. Definitely, uh, <laughs> as they as they took on uh, Lethal Poison, Corey Hollis, and Michael Judas, and this was a matchup who where they didn't even like the the bell. They they went right after it before the bell even rang, and it was uh, right off the bat. It was hard to keep up with because you had two guys over here on the outside, two guys over here on the outside, and you know GB and I are both trying to keep up with the action on either side of the ring before it finally got back in the ring yeah. to become an official matchup. What a crazy, crazy match. And what an amazing return for Joe Black to in-ring action. You know, we had a surprise return last month 
uh, where he announced that he would be returning to in-ring action this month. And the crowd was nuts. Crowd was hyped. Crowd was hype all night long. Oh my God. Yeah. If you're Joe Black and you're coming out and you see and hear and feel the energy from the crowd and the love and the welcome that they have for you to come back to the ring after they, we didn't know how long he was going to be gone with that leg injury. That right. Knee. right. How do you harness all of that and not lose it? I would be like, oh, lost, <laughs> yeah. done. But he just, it's like he fed off of it and, and being, mm-hmm. ugh, you could see it in his face. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, we've missed Joe Black. Yeah. We have absolutely missed Joe Black. And, you know, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And when that injury happened last year, we really didn't know what was going to happen. It shocked us all after we finally got to see him reach the pinnacle and become the SHW champion. And so to see this triumphant return was absolutely special. And he looks great. Yeah. He's in fantastic shape. Yeah. And he did this one thing when the match was over, and there were so many other things going on, but he kept motioning around his waist mm-hmm. that he was interested in the SHW championship. He won his title back. He never lost it. He never lost it. And so I didn't know how long it would be before he would express interest in that, but apparently it's not long at all. I don't think he ever lost interest, UB. Well, here's the thing. He, he had, he, he had a, a vendetta against Corey Hollis to get out of the way first on his yes. way to that title rematch uh, to claim the title that he never officially lost. And, of right. course, if you remember when he gave his – it was almost – I won't say retirement, cause it was, but it was more of like a, maybe a farewell. Because we honestly – like, yeah, we knew he was injured. And how long will it be before he comes back? The way he spoke that night in December, I didn't know if he was going to come back. You know, because right. he, he, he brought talking about being being a son again, being a brother again. Being... He, he brought his boots to the ring, you know, and yeah, yeah, he turned and him in. It almost was at that point kind of like, oh, he's he's gonna leave his boots in the ring, and this might be the last we see of him. And then to ruin that special moment, Corey Hollis, of course, attacked him with the chair, and beat up on that leg that was already injured, and yeah. so you knew he had that first on his list of when he when he made his way back going to go take out Corey Hollis and that's exactly what him and uh, Gunnar Miller were able to do is take down uh, Lethal Poison and like you said GB started motioning right away mm-hmm. with that belt motion and uh, you know I mentioned at the top of the show David Ali's uh, uh, who might be down the line for him well we'll get to it again we're going to talk about this main event match first but if you haven't figured it out already it's Joe Black July 2nd SHW 29 <laughs> but uh, let's talk about this title match that um, was a fantastic match for the most part. Crazy. Until, until the end. I'm talking about the heathen Logan Creed finally getting his uh, uh, another shot at the title, a chance to become a two-time SHW champion, taking on David Ali. Uh, and like we mentioned at the top of the show, David Ali had uh, taken out Austin Towers, who I thought would be his insurance policy, uh, policy uh, because he's taken on his biggest opponent yet. So, right. you know, I'm thinking, what is this guy thinking? Or is he not thinking? Is he so far gone that he's kind of just, I don't know. I don't know what, like, what he had in mind. But It's like he's, like, put this, I don't know. There, something's taken over because it's like he's not human. Not necessarily in that he's destructible, but he's just not thinking, period. 
It's just like yeah. he's moving and I don't have any words. I don't, I don't have any explanation, even try to understand what he going on in his mind. No. What is he even doing? Does yeah. he even know what he's doing? He's just kind of moving through the motion and just being, I don't know. I is there any explanation? Is there any kind of understanding to be what's going on with David Ali? I don't want to get inside yeah. his head. Yeah, no, no, no. It you seems like a it. it seems like a terrifying place to be. Yeah, it's a horror mm-hmm. story. So I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to try to figure it out unless he just comes out and can explain it to us. I no. have no idea. I Even know. if he tried, I don't think I could. I mean, it's a twisted. I don't know. It's just it's crazy. Yeah. Psychotic. Yeah. No, you're right. It it's twisted. It's psychotic. It is. I mean, you have to be that to call yourself the savior. And then to say you're the savior of Georgia wrestling, uh, I, you know, that's a major, major responsibility to put on your shoulders. And so this, this match, it was just wild. And we thought we had a new champion. I was convinced we had a new champion. That, that place erupted. Absolutely. Absolutely. So did we, so we did, we totally did. And so, you know, but everybody's just talking about how things went off the air, which I just, I still don't understand the reasoning behind what David Ali did. I don't understand. The match was over. You still had your title intact. I, I don't understand it, but there, there really does need to be repercussions for this kind of activity. It is, it is not becoming of a champion. I can't believe that this is the face of SHW. This is, not. yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't somebody's got to do something about this. Nothing's going to be done. I mean, Gary's already said. Which I just, you know, yeah. I, I don't get it. I mean. So here's the other thing too, and I'm still, uh, haven't even gone back and watched it on IWTV myself. So if you've seen it, you, you know that, this was the craziest way we've ever gone off the air on a show. Normally, GB and I will still be at the commentary booth, and we'll thank everybody for watching, and we'll see you next month. Uh, you know, that's usually how we end every show. This time, it got so out of hand, everybody, people from the back, GB yeah. and, and myself, we dropped the headsets. We ran to the ring to try to get David Ali out of there and to check on Logan, who had been taken down. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it was just crazy. Uh, it was very hard to watch. And so, I, at that point, we didn't even know how the, video, how the show was going to end on video. Right, just because right. we had left the booth, and it was so chaotic. Um, As if the bunkhouse brawl wasn't, you know, violent enough. Right, right, right. You thought that was as crazy as we've seen. And then somehow, David Ali decides to up the ante a little bit by mm. getting some fire involved. Yeah, but he's not, uh, he's not, it, he's not it, in his it, it was, it was wild. It was, it was absolutely wild. But uh, I was going to say in all the commotion, I was still, and even having gone back and watched it still a little confused as to what the actual call was, because I thought I heard that they disqualified Logan, but then I thought I heard that David was disqualified and due to disqualification, David would keep the belt um whatever Logan because and that was my understanding but then you read some reports that heard that it was you know David got himself disqualified and so it was so chaotic and so confusing um but the bottom line was David still left with the title in his possession um and you know we talked about what could be done what's going to be done well they said there's no 
there's not going to be a reverse decision after what ended up happening. There's not going to be a suspension. But what we do know is that Joe Black, as we heard earlier this week, and we saw him signaling that he wanted that title shot, he's going to get a title shot. He's going to get a shot at the belt that he never lost. He had to relinquish it last December due, due to injury. And he was told at that time, you know, you saw the video earlier this week. Gary told him at that time, when you come back, you get a shot whenever you want it. And yeah. he's getting that shot on July 2nd, SHW 29. And hopefully, and I know we're supposed to remain unbiased here, but hopefully Joe Black will be the one to uh, finally end this reign of terror. You know, the month of July has historically been a very powerful month when it comes to championships and anticipated matches. I just go back to July 1990, the Great American Bash. Sting and Ric Flair, we were waiting for Sting to finally get his shot at the World Championship, and he gets it, and he wins the championship. And so I'm in that mindset, and yet I am torn because every month it seems as though you know, David Ali's championship reign should be over. It should have been over in January in that steel cage match. You know, it should have been over in a first blood match. It certainly should have been over, you know, with so many, with Logan Creed, and we thought it was over. You know, the question now will be, can Joe Black be the man to end this historic championship reign of David Ali. It has been a reign of terror. And for all of the craziness that has happened, he can now say he is the SHW champion with the most successful title defenses, more than any other champion in the history of this company. And so whether we like him or not, we have to acknowledge that, I can't believe I'm going to say this, when they begin talking about the Mount Rushmore of SHW, one of the faces on there has to be David Ali, simply based on the fact that he has had more successful title defenses than any other person to hold this championship. And uh, he's creeping up on the longest reign of any champion. And so what will happen when he takes on the guy that SHW fans have wanted to see as champion for the longest time, Joe Black? July the 2nd is shaping up to be another can't-miss moment in the history of SHW. You got to be there. You definitely got to be there. You cannot miss it. And, and let's be honest, GB, he kind of does already have the longest reign be, without the asterisk. Yes. Because, you know, if you, yes. you people are going to say, well, Corey Hollis had it the longest. But six months of that was everybody sitting at home during a pandemic. Yeah, so, and he has twice the more than twice the successful title defenses of Corey Hollis. So right. we can start making. I don't want him to. He's when he hears this. That's the thing. Like we don't want to give him credit. It's painful to give him this credit, but it's true. Like well, it, it, it is what it is. David, and then you got Big Red, and you have Austin Towers, and whoever yeah. else has kind of helped it along. He's just the face. You know, I think that's what shocked me the most about him retaining at SHW 28 is the fact that Austin Towers, you know, what happened with him, Austin Towers right. wasn't a factor in this match. Right. I thought right away, I was like, okay, so there's no way he's leaving here with this title. Absolutely. And when we had that crazy ending where everybody thought Logan Creed was but the he new didn't champ. Pin Creed. He didn't pin him. He yeah. actually tapped. Yeah. True. He tapped. That's true. It's, you know, and that's the thing. He has found a way, 
which is the crazy part. It's been cerebral. It's yeah. been underhanded. No, it's not above board, but he's still the champion. And so like it or lump it, David Ali right now uh, is the face of SHW. Can Joe Black fix that? Can Joe Black right the wrong that happened to him uh, back in December of 2020? We're going to find out in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Uh, so as we said, July 2nd, SHW 29. We've got a couple of weeks. Of course, we're going to talk about that leading up to it a little more and more. Uh, you've seen some other match announcements. We'll, we'll talk about all the rest of the match announcements uh, as we get closer. Um, real quick, though, let's touch on a couple of things just real briefly here before we, before we sign off. Something that shocked a lot of people was uh, an announcement for the Rumble Jack coming up in August, August. where we found out that this deathmatch legend, uh, especially in the Southeast, a man by the name of Tank. Now, GB and Diana, you'll both remember prior to the pandemic, we were getting ready to tee up this SCI, the Southern Cup Invitational, yeah. mm -hmm. and Tank had been announced for that. Now, yeah. of course, pandemic hit. We never got to go through with the tournament. Um, who knows? Hopefully we'll have that coming up at some point, uh, perhaps yeah. in 2022. We'll, we'll see when it gets here. But that never got to happen. But we did find out Tank will be coming to the Rumble Jack in August. And that got the crowd buzzing because a lot of the fans of SHW, especially in the Canton area, North Georgia area, they know who Tank is. Tank's been around a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy, Rev Dan Wilson, that he had speaking for him was something you'd see out of a, a Rob Zombie horror movie or something. Well, this Sin Bodhi vibes all over again. Yeah, like yeah. Sin Bodhi, like just creepy, just scary yeah. looking dude. And um, so that's going to be intense. Then you also had Gary talking about wanting to shoot for SHW 1000 again at, uh, in October at our three-year anniversary show. So mm -hmm. there's some big stuff coming up. You got Rumble Jack, which is always exciting. Yes. We got the three-year anniversary coming up uh, in October. And – now that the pandemic has kind of loosened up a little bit, of course, like we said, I think in Canton at the action building, I don't ever know if there were any real super <laughs> tight restrictions anyway, but uh, Gary's saying they want to shoot for a thousand again. Of course, last time we had a thousand was uh, at retaliation a couple years ago where we had uh, what we kind of call the AEW invasion <laughs> where not mm -hmm. only was Cody and Pharaoh there, but you also had Jericho and to everyone's shock, Omega showed up. So, yeah you never know you never know yeah. what's going to happen at yeah. an shw show and uh we've got several months of some big stuff coming up that we're excited about and of course that's all starting with july 2nd shw 29 and joe black getting the shot again for the title that he never lost and i cannot wait of course we got a couple more weeks of this show before we get to that show but uh whew, it's gonna be exciting got a big summer ahead folks mm -hmm. be be amazing Gonna be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm ready uh, to see the whole entire card. I'm, I'm ready to see who all is gonna, who we're gonna be showcasing. I it, guess it, it's gonna be exciting. You know, we've seen a few announcements already, and of course, we'll talk about those coming up. Like I said, but um, I think it's gonna do it for this one. That was a big SHW28 to kind of recap there. And like we said, yeah. we encourage you to go on IWTV and check it out for yourself. But uh, y'all have anything to leave the fans with before we sign off here? Be there. Watch it on IWTV if you want. Definitely do that. But it's not the same. It's not the same. Come out. Absolutely. Come hang out with us. I'd love to meet you guys. Yes. 
Always feel free. Yeah, come by and say hello. I know Diana's got her table up front. You know, we did something different. We went out front and did the uh, kind of the pre-show out in the uh, where all the merch stands were out there amongst the people. So that was kind of a fun, different look for us uh, for the pre-show. So who knows? Maybe we'll well, maybe we'll visit different parts of the building. I don't know. You just never know. <laughs> you just never Snack know. bar, you know. Yeah. yeah, we'll do it from the concession stand next time. <laughs> oh, <Thursday>. right. <laughs> Get our hot dogs before everybody that's gets cool. there. Oh, you can even go out and talk to the fans as they're walking in. There's, that's another fun thing that the crowd, I don't know, people that haven't been to a show uh, might not realize this, but fans show up hours early in tailgate. Yeah. Out they in the do. parking lot. It's like you're at a, at a football game or a baseball Absolutely. game. People are legitimately. Pu- they pull uh, grills out yeah. of their trucks. Yeah. It's amazing. It's and a, chairs. It's, it's, it's a and pretty. Coolers. It's a cool site. It's crazy. It's so, crazy. Oh, we just can't wait. But we will be back next week. And of course, we'll yes. talk to you then. But until then, this has been. SHW. This is our wrestling.